Hollywood romances. Marilyn Monroe and Joe DiMaggio and Arthur Miller. Written and narrated by Brad Carty. They were superstars who became legends from three different worlds. He was one of the greatest baseball players who ever lived, with a hitting record that, more than 80 years later, is still considered unbeatable. She was a movie star who became synonymous with the phrase sex symbol. She would later marry one of America's greatest playwrights, whose works continue to be performed somewhere in the world every day. They were Joe DiMaggio, Marilyn Monroe, and Arthur Miller, and their intertwined romances elevated each of them to an even higher level of fame and notoriety. DiMaggio, retired for two years when he met Monroe, was once again thrust into a frenzied media spotlight that he hated and had fought against during his baseball career. Miller, the darling of left-wing New York intellectuals, was suddenly famous throughout the world as the unlikely successor to the great athlete DiMaggio for Marilyn's love. Variety magazine's headline announcing their marriage read, quote, Egghead Weds Hourglass, end quote. As for the woman herself, Marilyn Monroe had painstakingly and painfully built herself up from a neglected child consigned to foster homes and orphanages to one of the top box office attractions around the globe while battling mental illness, addiction, and predatory men all along the way. When she died at the age of 36, she left her last two husbands bereft, while her posthumous fame increased to the point where, 60 years later, young people in nearly every country who have never seen any of her films can still identify her from her photograph. Giuseppe Paolo DiMaggio was born on November 25, 1914, in a suburb of San Francisco. He was the eighth of nine children. His parents were Sicilian immigrants who never learned more than basic English and who lived and worked among other Italians. Joe DiMaggio was named after his father, Giuseppe, who spent his life as a fisherman and expected all of his sons to follow in his footsteps. Unfortunately, little Joe was nauseated by the smell of bait and fish entrails and couldn't spend more than a few hours on his father's fishing boat before getting completely sick. The father viewed this as laziness, and it caused tension between him and his son, who was a poor student who dropped out of high school and seemed destined for a life of manual labor in factories and warehouses. Luckily, Joe and his brothers Vince and Dominic had all discovered a love for, and great aptitude for, baseball as boys, and saw this as a way out of the fisherman's life. Vince was signed to a minor league baseball team in San Francisco and got younger brother Joe onto the team as well. Eventually, all three DiMaggio boys would play in the major leagues. Joe applied himself rigorously to the game. He later said of his minor league career, quote, getting a daily hit became more important to me than eating, drinking, or sleeping, end quote. In a few years, he was an impressive enough player to be signed with the New York Yankees in 1936. He never played for or worked with any other baseball team for the rest of his life. DiMaggio quickly became a Yankees star, 
helping the team win the World Series nine times during the 15 years he played for them. In 1941, he set a record that lasts until today by getting at least one hit in 56 consecutive games. Considering that the average Major League Baseball player gets approximately 56 hits per season, lasting from April through September, getting a hit in every game played between May and July 1941, which DiMaggio did, is nearly a statistical impossibility. In 1939, Joe married an actress named Dorothy Arnold, who had bit parts in a few films. Having grown up in a traditional Sicilian home, Joe had firm beliefs about the roles of men and women in marriage. He forbid Dorothy to continue with her acting career, or to work at all. Meanwhile, he continued to spend his evenings drinking with his friends and enjoying the attentions of baseball groupies on the road with the Yankees. The couple had a son, Joe DiMaggio Jr., but divorced in 1944. Dorothy descended into alcoholism, to the point where Joe Jr. needed to be put into military school because she couldn't take care of him anymore. DiMaggio was a very distant father. He seldom visited his son and only showed interest when the boy did well in athletics at school. Joe DiMaggio retired from baseball in 1951 at the age of 37. He finished his career as one of the highest-paid athletes in America and was adored by fans throughout the country. DiMaggio had kept the press at a distance during his baseball career, only talking to them about the games, never about his private life. He considered reporters to be intrusive parasites and had contempt for any publicity that didn't involve his performance as a Yankee. Two years after his retirement, he saw a newspaper article about a group of actresses from 20th Century Fox who visited a baseball club in California as a publicity stunt. One of the starlets was Marilyn Monroe, and Joe was smitten with her photo. He asked to be introduced to her, and a date was set for dinner at an Italian restaurant in Hollywood. Marilyn was an hour and a half late. She didn't know anything about sports or who DiMaggio was, and she assumed he'd be a blowhard athlete, so she wasn't eager to meet him. But DiMaggio waited, and during dinner, several baseball fans approached the table to shake his hand. Marilyn was beginning to get an idea about how famous he was. Afterwards, they drove all over Los Angeles for three hours, talking about their careers and plans for the future. They spent the night together and immediately became a couple. Marilyn was born Norma Jean Mortensen in Los Angeles in 1926. Her mother, Gladys, had previously been married to a man named Baker, with whom she had two children. Baker kidnapped the children and raised them in Kentucky on the grounds that Gladys was an unfit mother. At the time of Norma Jean's birth, Gladys was married to a man named Mortensen. Baby Norma Jean was given his name, but DNA tests later proved that her actual father was a co-worker with whom Gladys was having an affair. Norma Jean's mother was a paranoid schizophrenic and couldn't take care of her young daughter. 
So the child was placed in a succession of foster homes and orphanages, interrupted by occasional periods of living with her mother when her mental illness was under control. Marilyn later said that she was sexually abused during her time in foster homes and that she only married her first husband, James Doherty, at the age of 16 to avoid being returned to an orphanage. Doherty was shipped overseas shortly after the marriage to fight in World War II, and Norma Jean got a job in a munitions factory. A photographer spotted her and asked her to model, which led to other modeling jobs. Norma Jean enjoyed the attention and extra money, and she had no qualms about modeling in the nude. One of these jobs resulted in photos that Hugh Hefner purchased for the first issue of his new magazine, Playboy. These modeling jobs eventually led to her being signed as a contract player for 20th Century Fox, at which point she changed her name to Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn divorced James Doherty when he returned to the USA after the war and began appearing in bit parts in films. Along the way, she met and befriended scores of agents, directors, studio executives, and others who would be helpful in advancing her career. Usually, this involved having sex with the men in question, which Marilyn justified as a necessary evil. However, these casual affairs would continue for the rest of her life. Marilyn seemed to feel that having sex with a man was an easy way to say thank you for some service he had provided her. There are countless examples of men who were pleasantly surprised by offers of sex with Marilyn after they had done her some favor. Back to 1954. Marilyn and Joe were strongly attracted to each other. Apart from that, they were polar opposites. A mutual friend later said, quote, Marilyn told you everything and DiMaggio told you nothing. It was difficult, if not impossible, to read either of them. End quote. Joe didn't like books except for comic books, whereas Marilyn was a compulsive reader. Joe had experienced life in the spotlight and was disgusted by the press. Marilyn was beginning her career and saw the press as an invaluable way to raise her profile in Hollywood. As they got closer and fell in love, Joe saw it as his mission to save Marilyn from the devils who ran Hollywood. Marilyn's acting coach, Lottie Gosler, said, quote, He was interested in Marilyn, but not in her career, other than to insist that everyone in Hollywood was corrupt and out to use her. He completely underestimated the degree to which Marilyn valued her career. She defined herself as an actress. She and Joe had different priorities and interests. He'd had his fill of public adoration, and she pursued it with a passion. End quote. Nonetheless, Joe was completely in love for the first time in his life, and he accepted her determination to continue her acting career as a condition for marrying him. The couple tied the knot in 1954 and told the press that they were looking forward to starting a family. Unfortunately, Marilyn suffered from endometriosis, which made pregnancy difficult. In addition, she may have had several abortions over the years that could have damaged her reproductive organs. Although the couple were never to conceive their own child, Marilyn developed a close bond with DiMaggio Jr., she visited him at military school, spoke often with him on the phone, 
and showered him with gifts. While his father continued to be extremely distant, his new stepmother was becoming a close friend and confidant.